0: Welcome to the World in Our Eyes podcast, a production of the Unread Initiative, an editorial seeking to raise awareness about youth voting and on the issues of the world. Featuring hosts Jessica Yu and Allison Zhang, the podcast will take you to a different point of view through the perspective of two high schoolers looking to make a change. Welcome to the World in Our Eyes podcast by the Unread Initiative. I'm Jessica, one of your co-hosts.
1: Hey guys, I'm Larry and I'm the other co-host for this episode and we're so happy to be talking with you guys. Last week, we discussed hashtag stop Asian hate and movements in tandem. So today we'll be discussing the Black Lives Matter movement and recent mass shootings in the real life repercussions to our society. So Jessica, why don't you start us off?
0: Yeah, thanks, Larry. So looking a little bit at what's been happening recently, um, there's definitely been like a lot of um, stuff going on. Most notably, I would say, is probably the um, Derek Chauvin Uh, So have you been keeping up with that? Like, what have you seen in that? And won't you tell us a little bit about, like, what's been going on with that?
1: Yeah, um, I know that, like, George Floyd, last year, uh, last May, actually, almost a year ago, uh, one police officer uh, killed him by kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes. He also pleaded that he couldn't really breathe and calling out for his mother. And after his death, a lot of protests actually broke out across the world, actually. And there were also demonstrations across the U.S., and I know that, like, uh, recently, there, were, there was a, uh, Derek Chauvin, the, the police officer, well, now former police officer, who kneeled on his neck, uh, was convicted on charges of second-degree murder, third-degree third murder, and I think manslaughter after, I think, a few weeks of trial. And I think all the other officers who were also charged will be, um, I guess, tried, tried later this year for uh, manslaughter and murder. So, yeah, uh, do you know anything else about this case?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a lot of what you said is is pretty accurate. But looking a little bit more into like the emotional aspect of this trial, um, it's definitely very personal for a lot of Black Americans across the United States um, who might possibly, you know, have this the same fear that George Floyd did when he got killed. And looking at events that have happened since then, um, in cases like Breonna Taylor or. Um, Dante Wright, which is one of the recent recent um, events that have happened. Let's talk. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But looking at like Brianna Taylor, who which happened like on March thirteenth of twenty twenty, I think. Like, uh, uh, I'll just give some background really quick. She was a twenty six year old who was shot eight times. Eight times. Okay, not like once. Like not yeah. twice. Like eight, eight times when officers raided her apartment in t- Kentucky, and. Um, Brianna's Taylor's family filed a lawsuit and in September I think they reached a settlement of 12 million U.S. dollars with the city authorities and the reason why she got killed was because her partner um, at the time fired in self-defense when the police didn't identify themselves and they just came in without like without a search like you know just just didn't even give warning. So in many cases like these, we're seeing like unwarranted attacks on black Americans. And therefore the repercussions are very, very severe. Like people are being killed as a result of it. And looking at like Dante Wright, um, you know, who shot in Brooklyn Center, which is in Minneapolis where George Floyd was killed. He was killed over a traffic violation when the officer um, pulled out their gun of Senator Taser uh, and some say it's accidental, you know, it's it's kind of hard to argue that it's accidental when um, tasers weigh so much less. And, you know, there's all sorts of like, distinct differences. But, you know, like looking at these, like, how does that make you feel? Like, well, what do you think about like all these events that happen as a result of like, unwarranted attacks?
1: Yeah, first of all, I think I also agree with you that for the Dante Wright incident, there's really no way that the police officer could have an accident and pull out a gun instead of a taser because obviously they weigh a a, a lot different and I think that was also an unnecessary killing because it was really similar to the Derek Chauvin and George Floyd case and because they were only they were shot around like 10 miles away in the same uh, police I guess police vicinity in Minnesota so I think Mm -hmm. that is basically like a lesson not learned because I think a lot of people assume that the police officers and the police station had begun reforms after the George Floyd case they also said they begun reforms and I think that was a lot of what people expected but then as we can see nothing really happened and the same thing happened again with Dante Wright and going back to what you said about Brianna Taylor I know that I think I remember that honestly like the police officer who got charged he actually didn't get charged with her death uh he actually mm-hmm. got charged for war uh quote-unquote wanton endangerment For actually firing into a neighboring apartment. So, like, the jury actually didn't rule for the officer for the uh, death of Ms. Taylor. But, like, uh, the jury actually ruled for something else. Which is, I think, not really doing her family and Breonna Taylor justice. Because she got killed just because of her partner who was with her at the time. Because I think that is something that's really unfair and shouldn't be, I guess, punished to the fullest extent to the law. So, I think... Are there any other cases that you've been keeping up with? That's kind of like a pattern with these. I think trials and also killings of Dante Wright and also all these innocent black individuals.
0: Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Let me think. Well, there is one. But before I go into that, uh, let me, I guess, talk a little bit. Uh. Hold on. Let me talk a little bit more about like the history. I guess like noticing yeah. you talking about like you know Breonna Taylor justice accountability. Um, But, like, these incidents aren't even new. They're just, they've been happening since, like, 2014 with Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice. All these events have been, like, extremely, I won't say relevant, but I'll say they've been leading up to the Black Lives Matter movement. And even more so, the Black Lives Matter movement isn't something, like, it's not a trend. It's not something that just happened. It's been happening, and it's been something that's been um, very personal to a lot of black americans and now a lot of allies like me and yourself are are joining the cause and realizing like you know it's time to educate ourselves it's time to stand up for black americans in the united states and and you know uh uh, make sure that people uh uh, families are getting accountability are getting like justice
1: yeah for sure i think a lot of the cases has been have been happening since ever since we were in elementary school i think i remember hearing a lot of these cases on the news and I guess um, a lot of different cases that, that's that been happening. And I think a lot of movements haven't been starting um, to blow up, I guess, um, before. Mm-hmm. But now there's a lot of, I guess, uprise and um, social media movements, especially because the rights of social media has also helped this information spread really quickly to a lot of people around the world. So I think there's been a lot of... Uh, more solidarity with these victims and also I guess um just more calls for justice and I think that's been a key aspect of social media that's been good to spreading all this information around the world
0: yeah 100% okay so looking a little bit uh, not sidetracking much but you mentioned like you know recent other cases and there's definitely been one um that I've been keeping up with which is uh, sorry if I don't pronounce this name correctly. Uh, completely correctly, but Makaya Bryant, and she was a sixteen-year-old African American girl who was fatally shot outside her house by a police officer when she called for police help on, um, on a Tuesday afternoon, and, um, originally she had been the officers had been called because, um, a group of older kids had threatened her with assault. And although there's not, like, much details about that specific case, um, there is, like, a recording or like, something showing Bryant holding a knife as she pushed two girls, and supposedly she was trying to stab them. Like, not quite sure the exact situation, but as a result, she was shot. And looking at this, like, I'm currently a 16-year-old girl. Like, even if I, like, had a knife or, like, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm not that, I'm not that, like... Not not aggressive, more like not even I don't come off as like that uh you know I'm you know what I mean, right? Like Yeah, for sure. No one I'm sure no one would shoot me because I just don't come off like that. But because Makai Bryant was African American, um, and you know, these types of situations escalate and the police officer clearly was not educated. He he just he or she just like you know, and a sixteen year old who had their whole life ahead of them is now No longer have that life. And I feel like looking at these couple of cases, you can already see why the Black Lives Matter movement is such a um, such an impactful movement and why it's really something that we need to be paying attention to even right now, after almost a year after the George Floyd's uh, shooting.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people expected the Black Lives Matter movement to basically, I guess, die die down after the George mm-hmm. Floyd case last year. But then honestly, I don't see why that should happen because all these cases have been happening rapidly and also like frequently, especially like the Bryant case you just mentioned. And I know that she just got shot without any, I guess. Evidence against her, she was just holding a knife for self defense. We don't, we still don't fully know the details because all the body cam right. footage wasn't really um, specific in their, I guess, their um, details. But then a lot of city officials also sided with Miss Bryant and also condemned what the Columbus police officer did. And I know the mayor of Columbus actually said that it was a tragic day, um, but th- anyways, it doesn't really matter because. Bryant Miss Bryant is dead, and that should not have happened because I don't think anybody deserved to die for any like knife. I think it's just because she was holding it for self defense. That's what a lot of her family members and also community members mm. said. I don't think any anyone deserves to die because of that. So yeah, I don't. It's been a tragic case for that one. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all tragic, and especially yeah. her is. We're just noticing, you know, she isn't. She's 16 years old. It's 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 definitely like very relatable to both of us, like mm-hmm. young people. Like we have so much ahead of us, and if a life is cut short, then it's, it's very unfortunate. And especially like looking at the call that she made to the police, like she was asking for help against two. I think she's asking for help against two um, some older kids, and instead she's the one who got shot. And I don't even know how that. The police are there to serve. The citizens and to protect yeah. and serve, and clearly that didn't happen in this case. And in many cases around the United States, 28% of victims of police brutality are Black Americans, and yet Black Americans only make up 13% of the population. So clearly, there's some, you know, uh, in not proportional, yeah. you know, results there. And uh, yeah, in many cases, like in like in all of these cases, like justice, it isn't really justice. It's more accountability. It's a it's a result as a it's it, it's it's consequences as a result of actions that should not have happened in the first place.
1: Yeah, I think that word accountability is should be stressed because all of these officers need to be accountable for all the crimes and also I guess killings that they've been responsible for. So yeah, I think that's something that we need to stress in our society today, which should not honestly be a topic because I don't think these innocent. Individuals deserve to die because of police officers and police officers are supposed to protect our citizens So that just makes a lot of us, I guess nervous around these police officers and I think they need to Be aware of all these problems and also try to reform in any way that they can so I think moving on to another topic is I think Uh, a lot of Before
0: we move on, on move on. on, sorry. I just want to mention a couple of resources. There are petitions There's like the black lives matter card um, you can always visit ACLU or um, uh, NAACP for, like, more resources if you want to learn more about the Black Lives Matter movement or how to, like, um, be an ally, learn about healing and gratitude into, like, the Black Lives Matter community. So in case you guys want to, in case any of our listeners want to look at that, that that is a resource and um, it will likely be in the description of our podcast. So, um, yeah yeah Maybe in addition to
1: the, the description of the podcast, we'll also include it in our Instagram bio at the unread initiative um on Instagram and also in our website. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. those those are resources that are there if anyone needs them. So I think transitioning to another topic, um it's pretty similar to all the tragedy that's been happening with all the uh, aimless killings that's been happening. but um, there's been a lot of talk about the mass shootings in America that have also continued in into 2021. So many people expected that this number of mass shootings to be decreasing during the pandemic because everyone's staying at home. But actually, they didn't decrease this year. They actually increased. So, Jessica, what have mm-hmm. you heard about all this talk about mass shootings and also how they could be prevented in America?
0: Yeah, it's funny because I think I've seen like a couple of uh, posts from some uh, like like... Uh, you know, um, sorry, let me think, like, organizations talking about, like, shootings and stuff, and it did decrease for a little bit during, like, the heart of the pandemic, you know, obviously not a lot of people going out, there's not as many opportunities, quote, unquote, to, for shooters to do, like, these types of tragedies, but, Recently, we've seen quite a few. We talked about, you know, the one in Atlanta in our last podcast. Today, we'll be talking, I think, focusing a little bit more on the one in Indianapolis. But before we get into that, let's talk about a little bit of like the statistics of mass shooting, I guess. Like, um, not statistics, but a little bit more about the facts. So, like, recently, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine actually got, um not res- was it rescinded i'm I'm not sure why don't you do you, do you yeah remember? i think it, it was, was a like, pause right pause yeah. on the vaccine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason they did that is because like there was like a one in what like a very big number chance of getting a blood clot and like looking at that like even birth control has a higher risk of getting a blood clot and that wasn't even that wasn't even paused okay birth control is still yeah you know we, we don't have regulations on that so and then but the thing that the thing that like bothers a lot of people right now is that guns kill more people than that Johnson and Johnson vaccine does. Johnson and Johnson vaccine does. Yet we don't regulate we don't regulate guns as heavily as we did for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And that's really something interesting because perhaps you know guns bring more profit and I don't know, like GDP whatever. But looking at that there's a very stark difference between, you know, how we regulate certain things in America. And so, um, talking a little bit, sorry, shifting back onto the FedEx warehouse, you know, eight people were killed um, at at a FedEx location in Indianapolis, and this isn't even the first one. There's like been a couple just in the number of months, and yet uh, people aren't really talking about it, but they are happening, right?
1: Yeah, I think going back to what you said about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, I think the number was like one in a million. That would get blood clots. And I'm sure that guns kill more people than that. And especially since gun sales have increased since the pandemic started, I think there should really be talk in, I guess, restricting these gun laws and I think um, restricting these gun sales that that has been happening. So I think um, that's a great point that you brought up. I think there should be also similarities between all these restrictions. So yeah, I think going back Mm -hmm. to this FedEx shooting, I think... um, there were i think 8 people dead um correct me if i'm wrong but um there were i think a uh, gunman that basically um was trying to um basically get warned by law enforcement to try to ass- attempt a suicide by cop that's basically just um what he was quote unquote saying um the fbi basically i guess um Confirmed that gunman had been put under mental mental health holds and restrictions And he wasn't actually charged with the crime for the shooting Which was um, really amazing to me I think um, the FedEx facility was also like a workplace for many uh, people of religion and sick employees And I think um, a lot of people that have been following the shooting Have also been saying that this had also been preventable And I think a lot of the Sikh community has been uh, really saddened about what has happened. So, yeah, what has what have you been hearing about this shooting?
0: Yeah, I think something that's interesting is that I think, um, especially after the Capitol incident, um, which we also did a podcast on, if you guys want to check mm-hmm. that out, but a lot of Americans were, like, looking at that and, and fearing a lot of, like, you know, civil unrest, like, like, very unstable society coming out of a pandemic this has literally never happened before it's it's a very niche situation if you talk to anybody about it in the past you know so um looking at that like we've seen um a lot of mm, political unrest like everything has been kind of shaky we're not sure where everything's going even from here on out so i think um looking at that gun restriction should be a priority in my opinion because like clearly if a lot of unrest is happening there's going to be violence and therefore people are going to be using guns and you know that 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 just causes more un, uh more lack of safety and therefore lead to more uh 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 sorry more unrest
1: yeah i think what you said is completely right um after all these shootings this year i think president joe biden promised gun control and more restrictions and because he mm-hmm. said that there was more demand for guns before they were actually restricted because of the pandemic. And I think a lot of people, I think especially Republicans, are complaining that there's a turn on the rights of the Second Amendment. Um, so I think everyone has to know that there was a really fine line between freedoms as an American citizen, that we also uphold and also that the violence that these freedoms of, I guess, speech and whatever um, right to have a weapon can cause. I think a lot of people um, are advocating for, like, the rights on the Second Amendment, but they also don't realize how these rights can also lead to these mass shootings. So that we need to have a fine line between these freedoms. I think that's something yeah. that I we can see President Joe Biden um, pro- uh, probably cause in the future. And he will probably make new laws and restrictions about that in the future.
0: Yeah. And just like some quick statistics, obviously, um, the U.S. Is, is a very one of the highest with uh, death rates from gun violence. I think we're like 3.96. We are 3.96 deaths per 100,000 people in 2019. And now I'm sure that's only increased. So um, there's definitely gun culture here is, you know, very prevalent and, I'm sure a lot of us know people who are either owning guns or, like, are supporting guns in, like, the Second Amendment. Um, and I think fire, firearms per 100 residents in the U.S. is 120.5 per 100 residents. So that, that, yeah. that's an interesting statistic. There's, like, a lot of, like, interesting statistics regarding um, gun violence, which we can look at. So before we end, I just want to talk about a bit more of resources. There's obviously a lot of trauma involved with gun violence, and it's important that we keep up with what's going on, like how we can help others, um, and, like, looking at how we can acknowledge, like, victims and, like, um, things like that. So a lot of allied groups include, like, the American uh, Medical Association, the American Psychiatric Association, um, the Center for Study of Traumatic Stress, and then there's a lot of resources on, like, uh, on statistics like BBC or the Pew Research Center, which, you know, has a lot of statistics that we can make sure we look at. And overall, like, we'll be linking another card in our bio, like Larry mentioned earlier. And looking at, like, Prevention Institute and, sorry, AACAP, um we can just make sure we're keeping up with what's going on right now, how we can prevent the future from becoming, you know, even worse. And... Um overall, just making sure we're doing our part in making the world a little bit safer. So um, yeah, I'll hand it back to you, Larry.
1: Yeah, so I think that wraps up our second podcast episode. There's definitely a lot going around the world, but it's important to also stay educated and acknowledge that there are positives even amongst these negatives. So stay tuned for more episodes of The World in Our Eyes.
0: Thank you for joining us on our bi-monthly installment of The World in Our Eyes podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode and upcoming guest speakers and keep up with us on Instagram at The Unread Initiative or at our website, theunreadinitiative.org. See you soon.